0: and uh, I'll be live on Facebook and on LinkedIn and uh, yeah looking forward to sharing with you a really exciting topic of risk assessments and making them simple and interesting as well. So I've probably got my work cut out this afternoon. Um, I'm here actually and potentially could be interrupted at any time but I'm here uh, as part of my, uh, I'm in Standground Academy at the moment which is part of a voluntary role I do for uh, GrowthWorks as an enterprise advisor. And I've been sat this morning uh, with Lou here going through some of the careers programmes for uh, for Standground Academy, and it's quite exciting. So looking forward to what's coming up this year. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having an interesting and exciting Monday. It's lovely to be uh, at the end of September, 21 degrees and bright sunshine all day, um, got to love it. So um, clearly I am currently, I'm currently showing what uh, what risk assessments are and how risk assessments are important for all types of organization actually, because I sit here at the moment in a in a red lanyard, which means uh, red means danger when it comes to the school, and that's because they haven't had my most recent DBS check. I probably shouldn't say that actually. Uh, but yeah, they have ha- haven't had it, and therefore once that comes in then I could then change to a different a different color lanyard. and I think that's important to recognize that regardless of your work environment and uh, how dynamic it may be, Actually risk assessments of all different types need to be carried out, and understanding understanding risks at different levels and and having appropriate controls to do that so in the context of a risk assessment, um, when for example, uh, as a school which is slightly different to the usual sort of work environment that I've discussed, but from a school context point of view, there is a hazard involved with having visitors come to uh, come to the premises and um, what you then have to do is recognise what those are and assess what the risks may be, and then put controls in place to be able to uh, manage those risks. So one of the controls in this case is the red lanyard. So and what that means is that essentially I'm a stranger to the school; they've not got the re- my records like one of the teachers they would have, or the DBS checks the references, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm in the process of going through. Uh, making sure that the school have got my DBS check and at which point the color of my lanyard would then change and what that then means is that means that you don't have to be escorted it reduces your risk as an individual to uh, to the young people in in the academy so um, obviously I pose no risk anyway but I just thought it was an interesting point whilst I'm talking about making risk assessment simple that is that is essentially what what that is so um, one of the reasons for risk assessment is the Health and Safety um, Management Regulations 99, which is a requirement for workplaces to assess risk and to uh, identify hazards. So there's a quite a straightforward process uh, to go through. It's really quite simple. There's a five-step process around identifying hazards, assessing the risks, controlling the risks, recording findings and then making sure we review the controls. But that's all a bit boring, isn't it? So I wanted to make that a bit more interesting today. So interestingly, I was carrying out a mental health uh, in the workplace course a couple of weeks ago at one of our clients. It was, it was a really interesting course. I had a group of 12 people and um, we, were, we were carrying out a stress risk assessment, which is a really important uh, part of health and safety. Currently, and something that the HSE are really focusing on is the adverse stress that a work environment can cause on, on its team members and on its employees. and We need to start to looking at identifying what those hazards are. So I actually set a task to the 12 people and I thought it was a really interesting way of actually carrying out a risk assessment and something that health and safety professionals will often not consider to do. In most cases or in often cases, health and safety uh, advisors will carry out a risk assessment potentially from their desk but what I'm what I'm here to tell you is the most important thing is to get out there and get involved with the work that's taking place and speak to the people who know, and speak to the people who have have an impact on the way work is done, because they're the people that really understand what hazards are uh, and what the risks can be, and you know ultimately they can help you explain how they control them, and that that makes a really realistic risk assessment. So um, it got me thinking when I was doing this mental health course with these people because they really understand they really understand what stress looks like now I might be consulting for that company and as a consultant I can do a generalized risk assessment around stress but I don't really understand what the specifics are unless I start to get in and start to consult with and speak to uh, the team members within within the within the organization and then interestingly particularly with stress is that people experience that in different ways don't they so um, and and people will understand risk in different ways, and that's one of the important reasons for a risk assessment. Um, it's really really vital to be able to standardise what the hazards are, and for people to understand what control measures are in place and, and why they're there, and um, you know the principles around why they need to adhere to them. So. Um, Hello, it's Shani from Flagship Partners. We are really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. If you need expert advice or training for your fleet business, make Flagship Partners your first choice. We are really excited to announce the launch of our Transport Manager Academy with expert development for fleet leaders, We offer fully accredited, initial transport manager CPC training, CPC refresher, and operator license awareness training, as well as mentoring, support, and professional development beyond the qualification. Our vision is to develop elite fleet professionals. Essentially, going back to the story around uh, a, a group of people identifying the different hazards around stress, I found it a really exciting way to actually carry out the risk assessment process because the opinions that flew around and the thought processes were really, really diverse. And I I found that absolutely fascinating because there were things that came up that I certainly hadn't thought about before and things that I hadn't had or seen come up in in different situations before. And it certainly went far beyond um, the level of comprehension that you know, I'd, I'd previously seen, so I found I found it was a really interesting thing, and something that I certainly wanted to share with you guys as an audience. So, um, what what the, that case is is with with mental health and with stress in the workplace, we look at the management standards approach, which is a, a six step process around different areas of people's roles and um, how how that can impact stress and how we can start to assess the risks and then put controls in place. So, which is kind of the first three steps, okay? So the first three steps of any risk assessment is to identify hazards and then assess the actual risks that are are, are present. So assessing the risk, so for example, if people don't understand or don't have change communicated effectively to them in their role, then that can cause stress because unexpected things are going to happen. And they're not going to they're not going to know exactly what's happening on a day-to-day basis. Similarly, with role, for example, if they don't have a really clear set of roles, uh, role and responsibilities for, for for their role, that's going to potentially present an opportunity for risk as well. So, or, or a risk of stress. So there's different controls that were then put in place. And the beauty of having this hive mindset and multiple people getting involved is that the controls are really, really interesting that came out. Now, when we look at controlling risk, there's, there's five key elements called the hierarchy of control that we need to focus on. Um, and those are, they, they sort of start in an order of importance. So the first thing to do is to try and eliminate. So is there any way of eliminating what that risk is so that we can prevent it from being a problem? And then if we can't do it, the second step is to look to see if we can substitute, substitute it potentially with something else. And then the third one is around what we call engineering control. So can we potentially replace replace that task by um, something mechanical or can something do do that uh, differently? So a really good example when it comes to lifting, for example, there's a risk that somebody might have an injury. So what we try and do is use a pallet truck instead, for example. So that's an engineering control. We can design the work so that it's carried out by a piece of equipment or tooling to help help prevent the the risk from being a challenge. And then next is administrative controls, which is things like risk assessments, instructions, safe systems of work, explanations of the work that needs to do. And then finally we get onto PPE, and that's uh, essentially personal protective equipment. And often I see risk assessments that have been carried out that don't focus on the most most, um, challenging things first. And then the first control will be wearing a high-vis vest, for example, and actually Um, The controls before that um, should be considered and put into place based on the hierarchy of control and making sure we take into into account the different structure around that hierarchy to make sure that potentially the PPE element is is the last last resort, so to speak. And then what we do is we record those findings. So as a group, when we're in this mental health course, we started to record them. We actually recorded them on big flip chart sheets of paper. And we use lots of different colours and we were able to gauge what the biggest risks are and what the best controls were going to be. And there's a really interesting way of recording that. But what we'll then do is we'll then present that um, as a record in a risk assessment document, which is then available and needs to be available for all members of staff to be able to read and understand, or all members of staff that, um, that, that can have that um, or have come into contact with that, that element of their work and that's applicable to to their role. And the interesting thing about that is when we record the findings, we need to be able to present them in a certain way. But there's really interesting ways that we can start to share that with our team. So we don't necessarily need to give them a boring spreadsheet. We can make it much more interesting. What about making a video? What about sharing that um, via a podcast or, or, or via a video or a range of different mediums through a training session, for example? Essentially, we just need to share the contents. We need to understand What the assessment of the risks are and what the controls are and how people need to um, utilise those controls to make sure they remain um, safe. And then finally, the most important part is around reviewing the control process. So on an ongoing basis, we need to make sure that actually the things that are said we're doing, we are doing, and are they going far enough? Are those controls actually reducing risk to a sufficient level Um, or incidents still occurring? What additional uh, controls could we potentially put in place? So that is it. a quick risk assessments made simple. I hope that's been interesting and useful for you. Um, and hopefully it's not been too boring and you haven't fallen asleep, eating your chicken salad at lunchtime, uh, whilst you listen to me talk about this boring stuff. But if you wanna find out more information, obviously flagship partners do offer a health and safety consultancy service. We can come in and help support your business make sure it has all the relative documentation in place, make sure you've got policies and procedures, safe systems of work, risk assessments too. And um, we can help make sure uh, that you help protect and support the people in your business in a pragmatic way, uh, which is realistic too. The advice we give is obviously very valuable for your business and can help protect you longer term. And that's what Flagship here to do, help protect your future. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you again soon. Thank you.